Liberty Base here. The Eagle has landed. Worldview Truth. This is Randy Osborne of Worldview Truth, and I am excited. We're in the studio together uh, with Steve Maxwell. And uh, Steve, we just had a little bit of conversation off the air, but I just want to talk a little bit about um, about the organization that you're with, kind of about the background of how you got involved in this. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk a little bit about, um, quite honestly, what we can do as citizens to, to save America. We know that we're in trouble, and... Um, you are you are really a godsend to me because this is a dark time. It it's dark a discouraging time, time. Yeah. but um, I also think that uh, God has a plan, and I think that um, you you are definitely part of that plan. So, well, thank you very much. Go ahead and give us a little bit about your background, just a brief about your background, and how you got involved with your organization, Citizens Defending Freedom, how that organization came about. Love to, Randy. First, thanks for having me here. Uh, when you called, I said, I got to get up and meet you because of all the good, great things God has done through you and your, your career. So it's an honor to be here with you. Um, well, my start was in, uh, in, in Plant City, Florida. I was born and raised there. If we can go back there, uh, married my high school sweetheart, served in the military for uh, six years. Came back home uh, while I was in the military. Met my bit today's my business partner, uh, and we had a dream of uh, building companies and, and and producing financially successful people, and that was what we were busy doing. You know, mm. our, my, pretty much my whole whole career. Um, and then uh, the 2020 election happened. We knew something was up, and so a group of Christian business leaders got together and began praying about uh, the situation. Uh, we were invited down t- uh, to meet with uh, Senator Ron Paul mm-hmm. uh, in December after the election. Um, and Ron, Senator Paul, told us the truth of what's really going on in D.C. We realized that the nation is really in big trouble. We kind of knew it, but we didn't know it, know it until right. in these days. Uh, uh, and also met Mike Ferris. Mike Ferris mm-hmm. is the, uh, was, was the chairman of uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. Mike was an incredible influence. And we set him down for a couple of days, and we just started brainstorming. We tried to take a more of an entre- entrepreneurial approach to, uh, to, to what we're doing. Um, and what we determined, um, I'll sh- condense this way down, is uh, the nation is in trouble. We do have a, an enemy. It is, they are well-financed. They've been uh, planning this for a long time. And so in order to... To beat them back, we had to find what we're not doing. Okay, we're doing a lot of good things on our side, but there was something missing. How, how can, you know, the question was, how can I be surrounded by churches in my neighborhood and a drag queen's teaching my four-year-old down the street? You right. know, so how does that happen? So we began doing our homework and, and found out it is legit. Uh, I'm from Polk County now, and uh, we have a great sheriff. We're a very conservative uh, county. Uh, but we found uh, one of our research studies, 29 organizations that were partially funded by George Soros in Polk wow. County, Florida. In Polk County alone? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we, uh, our first investigation was uh, with a, a local charter school where we found uh, an outside independent citizen um, had purchased a million dollars worth of curriculum that was all the bad stuff in it. Uh, had put that curriculum into that school system, bypassing the school board by, and, and bypassing the parents. This is a very wealthy individual. Uh, in that particular investigation, we had uh, 1,900 uh, emails uh, and over 264 attachments. 
our staff went through all of those and what we determined from those emails is it is orchestrated it is it is nationwide and they are they're on a mission it's their religion so that was our wake-up call and so then we just said hey how do we how do we how do we combat this how do we counter this and the other big thing we found out randy is uh, when i say they've been at it for a long time that's a big word uh, they have legal teams and they are boots on the ground right so for they, they've been going to our school boards our city commissions and and basically bullying their way in to Im- implement things that in many cases weren't even legal but they threatened those school boards with lawsuits if they didn't do something so what we found on our side was nothing so that's when we said okay there's what we're missing and so citizens defend freedom was set up uh, and, and commissioned to give our citizens the empowerment they need to stand firm we're finding plenty of citizens we outnumber these people by a lot but you know we go to a school board meeting and we're just not we don't have that professional edge required in the legal world right. to really have that impact we've been at it now for about two and a half years and i can say right now uh, we, we we have currently i just checked before i came here 96 legal cases going on in three states okay wow uh and uh legal activities but believe it or not most of our most of our wins did not come from a lawsuit most of our wins came from an attorney uh, we we got the notification right when it happened we sent a letter to that school board or that city commission wh- who were, whoever we were involved with and it, it snuffed it out at, at the ground level amazing now you have stuff going on in three states three states now we're set up in florida georgia and texas texas okay and we're about to expand into three more we're targeting 10 battleground states as quickly as we can to get involved so you said that we have the citizens the citizens are there there you've got passionate people that are ready willing and able to do something what do you need what what is where is the place that's what's the 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 gap that's missing in in making this um a nationwide movement yeah. Not not just a few states, but just something that you can bring into nationwide. Right. Where, what do you need? Well, we we need we need those citizens to step up and join us. Uh, we took another look. We first, again, I'm a business guy, so I can't go ask for support until I prove a concept out. So right. we first proved the concept was working. Matter of fact, our first win. Our, our lead attorney at the time was uh, Jeff Childers just up the road here. Yep. We got the the mask ruled unconstitutional that we're putting on our children. Our second big win was when Walt Disney World uh, demanded the vaccine or you lose your job. Right. We had one gentleman, Nick Colorado, who worked for Disney, a waiter for Nick. 17 years, called me on a Sunday afternoon. In 24 hours, we had a website built called GoofyVaccine.com, yep. and we started rallying and getting all the legal stuff done. That, that all ended up with the governor signing a bill that our attorneys helped write, and, um, and Disney backed down. So, so we, we knew the model worked. So now, how do we scale up quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, because our people, we hired full-time people in these counties uh, in the beginning, and um, and now we're going more to a regional-type footprint, but, but the people need to be trained. So uh, a citizen, say, inside your church, and we'll talk more about the Remnant okay. Alliance here in a moment, uh, we will bring them in. Our training sessions are incredible. We have a week-long training next week. We bring them in. We train our citizens basically how to be, quote unquote, a paralegal, or how to run a citizen investigation. Uh, how uh, you know how to file, how to get a FOIA request, and what to do with that request. So, 
we take a lot of that burden off our legal team. So when it's handed to our legal team, a lot of that work is already done. So we just need volunteers that love God, love their country, love their family, and they want to participate. Uh, in, in, uh, we stopped saying to save America. This is really about extending the kingdom of God in America. Uh, and, and, and America will be taken care of if we would just get busy doing what we're supposed to be doing. Steve, let me ask you a question. And I've had a lot of, I've asked a lot of people this question, and we've had a lot of discussions about it. What, what happened? What has happened in our nation? How do we get where we are right now? And, you, you know, the comment you made about, you know, having drag queen shows show up in your town. I mean, this is, we call this locale of Florida. Okay? That's right. It's, it's, you've probably heard that term before. <laughs> I've heard it, yeah. And uh, there's a, there was a reason for that. Yeah. Um, because it was just a, uh, it was just a, a family-friendly, conservative town. And, and um, we had drag queen shows show up in, in yeah. Ocala, Florida. Yep. And everybody's shocked. I mean, I was honestly shocked. And I've been li- living here for 30-some years. And I thought, what just happened here? What just happened in our nation? Look where we're at. We can't even define a woman anymore, mm-hmm. apparently. What, what has happened? When did this happen? Well, is, is this, did this happen overnight, or has it been going on for a while? You know, the truth of the matter is this all began before man was ever created. There you in go. That battle in heaven. And Revelation chapter 12 tells us that Satan was thrown to this earth. He was some kind of upset when Jesus was born. He used a human being to kill all the babies trying to get to Jesus, if you recall, Herod. And they're, uh, they're still doing that. And he made a pr- yeah. vow in, in, in verse 12. Uh, you know, he went about to uh, basically destroy um, uh, God's people, people yeah. that, uh, that believe in the testimony of Jesus. So w- this battle started way back. But in the United States, it even started way back. And, you know, it started small. It's really a Marxist movement. Um, communism didn't work in America because we had a middle class. And uh, they, they tried to pit the worker from the from the business owner right but what does work is diversity and they saw the sexualization but first it was a a racial thing and we had some racial issues we needed to deal with as a nation but they kept driving that wedge kept driving that wedge and then when the sexual revolution came on and all of the sexual things that we see today uh, that even drove it deeper I think that's the first thing that happened so they've been at this for a while they've had a plan strategy and then on our side, we don't think like these people think, Randy. We, we, we think, hey, we're going to get up, we're going to raise our families, we're going to raise our children good, we're going to be involved in our communities, uh, we're going to build our businesses. We don't sit around and say, how can we destroy the country? So the, that's a big contrast. And then if you look at our side, we, we haven't been active at the grassroots level in, in, in the same manner they have. So they've shown up with legal teams, right. and they've shown up and threatened and bullied. And then when the school board member in this example looked over to look at our side, who's here to defend the other side? We weren't there. And so they basically buckled. And then you've got pastors who are overwhelmed uh, because all of this is coming into the church. So underwhelmed, uh, overwhelmed, understaffed, uh, and, and then a lot of our pastors have been taught uh, not to engage and in government, quote-unquote government. And really, it's not about government. It's about govern, governance. Right, right, right. And so we are to be engaged. So it's really a re-education of our side. The good news is God's economy is not man's economy. The good news is what took them 50 years to do, we can knock out in a short period of time. Uh, we just got to get busy on our side. 
So, but that that's basically what I've seen happen. And I think too, Randy, to be you know, I'm an old country boy, but uh, there's just a lot of. Um, I, I should say, I'll put it this way: there's a lack of courage and conviction. And once you digest the fact that we are here, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That we are to be ambassadors for Christ. That's a representation of a for, another kingdom in That's a foreign right. land. We are supposed to be the salt and light, and we got out of the salt and light business. We thought we could do it within the walls of our church. And that, that's not the case. It has to happen in let's, our lives. Let's talk about that for a minute. Just, I, I want to get your perspective on something. I, I love history. It's, it's Me where, too. I'm a I just, history buff. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can pick up where I can walk. You know, it's, my, my wife makes fun of me a lot of times because we'll go to a, a, a historical place, you know, in the United States or, or wherever, and I will read every plaque. I'm I'm one I'm that person that will I sit there and read all day or every plaque. I'll do right, the, I'm pretty right. bad. She uh, made a mistake on going to the Estonian, um, and you know she's like, "Are you That's ready?" That's a five-year project. Right? Yeah, it's like, no, I just <laughs> I just got here. No, it's been three hours, you know. But one of the things that that I've noticed is our founding fathers. They they knew that this country, um, this this new republic, if it was to survive by we the people, yeah. they knew that there had to be a basis of morality. Because if people were going to rule themselves, there had to be, they had to be moral people That's right. to do that. And our founding fathers, on the onset, took biblical principles right. and the word of God for that basis of morality. Um, and it was within, within churches. The churches were the part of the revolution. Exactly. They were the churches or the pastors in those churches that where this That's came right. from. And... I, you know, when I'm looking at this, and I'm, I mean, honestly, there's times that I get up at night and there's great desperation because I see what's going on. I see every, they're, they're coming at us at every single angle, evil is. And I'm saying, where's the church? And my question is, where's the church? How do we get here? And it has been a slow, slow, slow process. They've been after our children for many, many years. Yes. I think was a wake up call for many parents was when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. They started seeing what their children were actually right. were actually learning, and it wasn't pretty. But where has the church been? Is is it has a has a church um, not? What, how how can I say this? Have they lost their focus on this aspect of our nation? You know that's a great question. I, I can only speak on my experience of the last three years. First of all, we have a lot of great churches that are doing great work, and they are growing by leaps and bounds. And when you find that happening, you're going to find a great leader in that church. So it begins at the top of the church with the pastor and understanding our role. I think we have another dynamic that's happening like you just mentioned. Our people are waking up. They are waking up. We're going to have a group. We, we don't need everybody. You know, God never deals with big crowds. It's that's always right. a remnant, right? That's right. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I shared with some pastors the other day, you know, Moses only had 20% approval rating. That was Caleb and Joshua, you know. <laughs> Gideon had less than that, you know, 1%. Good point. So uh, five loaves and two fish fed 5,000. So it's the small. And then if you look at history from a human standpoint, there's a great book written, uh, I forget the author right now, but it's called uh, True Believers. And uh, it's a study of all the mass movements in the world. And they start with a very small minority. And then as power begins to shift, the, the masses begin to shift toward the power. 
And I think that's what's happened in our leadership anyway. Our families are busy raising families. They're, they're paying taxes. Uh, that's a d- different level there. Right. They're the first ones to get angry and get active. That's but right. But the leadership, they have too much to lose in their minds uh, if they take a stand. And my question to them is, how big is your God? So I think there, there's just a multi-layered uh, thing that's happened. I think we can snap out of it quickly. I see it happening. I can tell you a few stories in part of this podcast. It, it is happening as we speak. And the churches, the pastors that are leading, their churches are overflowing right now. Baptisms, people getting saved. Um, and and it, it, it's, a, it's a really neat thing to be a part of and see. But that, I think that that combination – Right. has been a part of it. I, I heard a pastor say the other day, it's a great statement. He said, you know, you, if you have all truth and no love, you have legalism. That's right. We're very rigid. But if you have all love and no truth, you have paganism. Wow. That's the So because we don't want to offend, we, we, call, we call a standard hate. No, no, no. You can't have salvation without first having repentance. Repentance comes from realizing I can't hit the standard and I'm stuck. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm destined to hell. Right. I need a Savior. I need SEAL Team 6 to come in and rescue me. That was Jesus. So God showed his love toward us that even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right. So the message we have is the most powerful message. I think the, I think the whole world is ready for that message right now. Uh, and one other point I was going to bring up was the fact that um, – you, you, you know, if you look again at history, look look in the scriptures, uh, God always does his greatest work in impossible situations. A great Chuck Swindoll quote. You can't have a miracle unless you first have an impossible situation. So we have an impossible situation, it appears. Right. And I, I get the same right. feelings you get sometimes. What is going on? I had that conversation with my wife on the way up here. And we've got to get that out of our mind. And, and the other thing we teach our folks is, listen, we can't control everything. I can't even affect change everywhere, but I can affect change in my neighborhood. I can affect change when I go to the restaurant. We teach our folks to witness everywhere they go. I remember growing up in Baptist church, we taught the Romans Road. People are starving. Uh, So I I see great hope uh, in a very dark place. And we got some dark years coming, uh, if you think about it. A a number of years ago, do you remember, I don't know, you were in Florida at the time, so... um, we were working on um, the marriage amendment. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Remember that. And we understood and we knew that if we were not able to um, get to churches, we were not going to be able to get this, this passed. And so we started going to churches and had a difficult time with it, to be really honest about it, and couldn't figure out what, what's going on. And uh, we found out that at that time, this was the number, 50% of churches were not registered to vote. Members of the church were not registered to vote. 25 or, and half of those did not vote that were registered. So you're down to 25% of the sure. churches that voted. And we, knew, we, we figured that out. So we started encouraging the pastors. We had these numbers. We knew what the numbers mm-hmm. were. And by the way, those numbers were broad. It was across all denominations just about. Um, some a little worse, some a little better than others, but they're pretty much standard. And it didn't matter. You can go into any church and you could just say, there's only there's only 25% of these people that's actually yeah. showing up at a poll. So we was trying to figure this out. And I'm a, I, I do polling. I'm a poll guy. So I did a, a, a randomized poll across the state of Florida. This is Florida alone. 
and I start looking at pastors of churches, and we randomized this poll. Do you know what the problem was? The pastors weren't registered to vote. Hmm. The pastors were in the same number that the congregation was. So we knew that, okay, now the problem is, is not necessarily their congregations, it was the pastors. We had to encourage them and show them what their God-given responsibility is in voting, and they had to activate their, not only themselves, but they had to activate the churches. Yeah. But um, it was an eye-opening thing. It comes I, down I to leadership. Know. It comes down to leadership. Had no idea. The last numbers I saw very similar. 90 million uh, Christians, 45 million registered, 25 million voted. Uh, that's the last numbers I saw. What I look at as a business guy, though, that's a big, big raw material base. That's right. Right. That's exactly so, right. So that's a big pocket of people, and we can talk their language. Yeah. Right. Uh, and 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 really, I th- to me, it goes back to, and I've had to learn this all over again too. I've been busy bus- building companies, raising families, uh, and I had to learn it all over again too. The story of liberty did not start in 1776. That's right. It started at Calvary. Oh, that's right. Okay, so when you follow the Christian faith as it was persecuted around the world, it finally winds up here. And those founding fathers understood the whole message of liberty. And that's what they wrote in the founding documents. As a matter of fact, I ask people often, what is the definition of an American? I have not one person give me a definition yet or where to find the definition. But I'll, I'll give it to your audience real quick here. It's found in the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. The Constitution was written 12 years later. That's right. right? And it was to form a more perfect union, meaning the union was already formed. That's right. What formed the union? It was a belief system. If you strip out all the bad things the king was doing, it came down to four key principles. The first is the laws of nature and nature's God. That's right. Okay. There is a God. He operates under law, right? God, angels, humanity, under humanity, father, mother, children, right? There's a structure. There's an organization. The this, this second, um, uh, the laws of nature and nature of God, and then we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. Okay? So our rights come from this God, this Creator, not from man. The third spoke of the sovereignty of God, and the fourth was the judgment of God. We give an account for our life. That's all found in the Declaration of Independence. Those four key principles make up the belief system of a true American. So from that, then they say, okay, man's got inherently evil, we've got to separate powers. The Bill of Rights, look at the Bill of Rights, freedom of religion, right. freedom of speech, right? freedom to assemble. Uh, all, those, all those Bill of Rights freedoms were designed for, that, for the Word of God really to con- continue to change the lives of people. That's right. right? So it, it's really when you mix the, the message of God and back to our Christian faith, it, the United States was based on those principles. Yeah. And we've got evidence after evidence after evidence of that. So we just got to get back to it. You know, we're just the prodigal son right now in the pig pen. We got to we got to just come to our senses and and come back home. And God will be waiting for us there. So waiting for us, not waiting. That's right. Wait, no, it's Georgia waiting. accent. That's that's a Georgia thing, right there. <laughs> my my wife is from Georgia, so we we have yeah. all kinds of these conversations. <laughs> um, so let me back up to to the church. Where where is the are there is there a responsibility within the church is there a responsibility with the pastors of of engaging the culture well, what's your perspective my, on that? my question is what was Christ's commandment for us we were to go ye therefore and teach all nations we are to be salt and light in the community right we're supposed to uh, follow his precepts and principles everywhere we go work home play everywhere we go church 
Um, so yes, if if we are, why are we here? I mean, you think about it, and I, th- I think a lot of people, and I know, hey, I'm the number one sinner in the world. We all sin. Yeah. We're not judging people to hold a standard of God up. We're communicating that standard that we're trying to live by, too. Right. Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 7. That's the right. very thing I want to do, I don't do. The very thing I don't want to do, I wind up doing. And he just, you know, he's throwing his hands up because he's got this struggle going on inside of himself, even as the writer of a, a lot of our Bible, New Testament. That is normal, and nobody talks about that, right? So we have these two voices, these two battles going on, God's way or the flesh way, which is Satan's way. And so we've got to come back to your question. In my, what I had to do is I had to get along with myself, shut everything off and say, God, what do you want me to do? I don't own my, my next breath. You own everything. You own my business. You own my family. You own everything. I can live without everything I have, but I can't live without you, Lord. And when you get to that point and listen, he will give you the direction. And it comes a lot of times through his word or that still, small voice. How can we sit by and allow little children to be butchered and their sex changed, of all things? Yeah. Yeah. At age 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And parents who allow it need to have some adults in the room, too. That's right. And so we can't change them. We're not going to try. But we can hold a standard up and say, this is the standard. Uh, Again, I tell people we're pro-life. We're we're pro-civilization. Right? That's right. Right? Because going down this path is death and destruction. Absolutely. Right? Um, And and we're pro-family because that is the structure that is designed to hold up a nation. So, you know, there has to be, and I, I think uh, the last piece, and I'll, I'll, I'll turn it back over to, you, over to you, there's so many voices out there, social media voices, this voice, that voice, 3,000 t- television channels, you know. Get quiet. Be still and know that I'm God. Get quiet with him, and you will get the direction you need. That's good. That's very good. So, first of all, you've we've created, you know, we as citizens, we as believers need to engage this. We need to engage this culture. Uh, we need to be the salt and light. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. Um, so how do we do that? It, it, because the, the world, Satan, has been working this a long time. Oh, yeah. A long time. Yeah. And they've caught... It's new to us, but it's not new to them. No, no. <laughs> it, it, they've caught everybody off guard. <laughs> I, right. I, I, one day, yeah. you know, I start looking around thinking, and, and I'm in politics. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a political guy. And, you know, I'm under the mindset, you know, well, politics will fix anything. Politics won't fix in, anything at all. No. Um, in fact, the only thing that will fix anything is, is Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's for Christians to get back uh, to biblical principles. And live out their life, live out their faith, and be that salt in the community. Right. Um, but it, but it's coming from everywhere. School systems, mm-hmm. school systems are—they've um, been doing this for a really, really long time. Yeah. And even even Christians coming out of these these secular schools, um, they're living out their life what they think is um, a biblical worldview, and it's not. That's right. How do we fix that? Well, I think we're seeing that with our organization, and there's a lot of great organizations out there. Again, what makes us unique is we do bring the law to the table at the local level. 
But what we're finding, we've, we're in the counties we've been stood up uh, the longest, is the leaders now recognize we have a hammer, uh, we're not going anywhere, and so and that we, we carry some influence. And what does a politician want? He wants money or, or, or a vote, right? So, um, and so they're calling us, and we make a, a, a real effort to get to meet these people. We're not yelling at them, screaming at them. Uh, we want to get to know them. We want them to trust us. We're finding that a lot of them don't have the resources they need. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You're a part-time school board member, and all of a sudden this Title IX stuff's coming down you, and you got a $500 million law firm breathing down your throat. What do you do? Yeah. So by being there, it's not just for our citizens. It's for the good leaders that we have in the office to back them up. Right, and I shared with you earlier, and I can share with your audience now the story in Texas just recently, just a few over the last, really the last four months. We had uh, this is happening all over the country, so we had uh, uh, one of the big law firms, ACLU, came in. They threatened a school board, uh, uh, claimed they were racist, they needed to change their districting, and the Title IX policy. And for those that don't know what that is, that's where the boys can go to the girls' bathroom and play girls' sports, or vice versa. But that Title IX policy has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that, right? That's so right. They've, they sent a nine-page letter to the school board. Okay. And because we're in contact with that school board, they immediately got it to us. We looked at it. Our legal team did. And said, wait a minute, this is a lie. It was all based on false information and lies, which is how right. the enemy operates, right? We gave them a seven-page reply to that brief the next day, and it debunked everything. The following day, they vote, that school board voted against all this policy. The same thing happened in Dallas-Fort Worth and uh, in that area and three school boards in one night. Wow. But we, we gave them the same sub-stack of information. Again, the school board attorney's got his, he's up to here with school board stuff. But to go and go against the, the big law firm that's pushing this narrative, um, it's been missing. So that's what we're doing, and so and we're having tremendous success. And uh, and the churches have been involved in that in those areas of uh, our Christian people. One other quick story, if I can tell you, uh, you know George Soros um, is a bad bad dude. Just turned it over to his son. I heard the other day, um, he is on a mission. He, they've got to take America down to get this global thing going. That's right. right. So that's the whole mission behind this. So, um, but and what one of the things that he's attacked with his Tides Foundation is our legal system so when you take a look what he's done is he's put district attorneys in a lot of different major cities across the country uh if you look at the riots that happened in 2020 mm-hmm. the majority of those riots were were george soros district attorneys that's why there was nothing done in texas we have a very unique situation in the, in the fact their constitution took federalism all the way to the county level meaning that the attorney general in texas has no authority to run an investigation in a local county unless he's invited in by the local district attorney. Oh, wow. So Soros has Corpus Christi. He had Corpus Christi, San Antonio, Houston, Austin, Dallas-Fort Worth area. So you see what he's done. Right. So if you are not don't have someone willing to enforce the law, then lawlessness can... Can, That's right. Can permeate. So, so what we were able to do, we took a look at their law. They also have a law in Texas that says a citizen can actually sue to have any county official removed from office. You just got to prove they didn't follow the Constitution. There's about eight things on the list. We had a brave citizen under threat threats. Oh, I'm sure uh, uh, that stood up and said, "I'm going to I'm going to fight this district attorney in Corpus Christi." This guy was a bad dude. He was a gang member. Proud of it. Uh, over 800 felony charges he dropped 
or botched wow. that included murder and rape. Over 2,000 misdemeanors, uh, not misdemeanors, but uh, um, not misdemeanors. What's the next one up? Felonies? Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, he did not charge for. Uh, he was associated with the banditos, associated with MS-13. We went after him. Now, our citizens, with our legal advice and legal team, did the investigating. We filed the suit in January. Uh, and then the first hearing, now we have 16 churches involved in that county. Okay, So in that first hearing, they had to move the hearing to another facility because we had so many people show up at that oh, hearing. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay? So what happened last week after the court trial was coming up, uh, he decided to bow out of the race because he didn't want all this stuff brought up in the courts. Right. So that was, that's a powerful example of how we can come together with a good legal team, understand the law, and then professionally go into that marketplace and that legal marketplace and do what we need to do. That's what's been missing. It's a powerful story. Okay. And that puts us into another conversation. There are pastors all across this nation that they're they're seeing what's going on. I mean, and and I know some of them are are like many citizens, many of us that are like, what just happened here? Mm -hmm. What's, what's going on? How can, can pastors get involved and get their church engaged? How can you do that? And I know that you've got an event coming up. I want you to tell us a little bit about that event, but kind of give us the perspective on what, what the plan is, what your idea and plan is, is to help pastors get engaged get educated and get involved in this well first we had to be very simple so uh once we have the pastor's commitment um uh, then really we we provide every all the tools they need inside that church it's called remnant alliance we talked about in the very beginning and basically it's a very simple commitment from the church and the pastor to say we're going to get engaged in our local community here to shine a light in our community not only in the church, but outside the church. And so that starts the process. Then we educate. We bring the educational system for the for the members. That's through Rick Green's uh, Patriot Academy. It's called right. a Biblical Citizenship. Then we set up a permanent uh, volunteer organization inside that church called Salt and Light Ministry. So once that's done, that leader, that one leader of Salt and Light, becomes our point of contact. So we'll have several churches with that point of contact. What are we doing? We're feeding them information, and they're giving us intel. intel. So when I say intel, it's okay, this is what's happening in this school board that's going against policy or against the law. And so we get the information from them, and then we begin to process that information, and then we act accordingly based on that information. So all they have to do, go to our website. Okay, there's a place you can type a note, send it to me. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's uh, citizensdefendingfreedom.com. And we will get them lined up. Uh, General uh, retired General Jim McLean is our head, heads up our faith division, and I'll get those pastors connected to him, and we'll get them lined up and ready to go. Okay. Uh, right now, we're in Florida, Georgia, and uh, Texas, where we just uh, opened up in uh, Virginia, and uh, we're, we'll be in Michigan and Pennsylvania in the next two months to get this thing kicked off. Awesome, awesome! And that this event in Florida now is coming up when? This is coming up the nineteenth next week. So next, next week. week. So All right. you need to t- uh, give give the give the viewers a, um, a a place that they can go on and get registered yep, and get you, signed up you, for this. You, you got it. I, I'm going to put this on your website today. Let's do it. Yeah. Be all right. Okay. But uh, let me do this real quick here. Okay, it's Remnant Alliance. It's going to be in Lakeland, Florida. It's a luncheon from 11 to 2 p.m. Okay. Uh, this Tuesday, 
uh, and we'll post this on your website, on my website. Go to my website. It's there as well. Uh, we got Pastor Jack Hillegoss, who's the pa- my pastor. Okay. Uh, who's the guy I told earlier that's just uh, turned our city around in 18 months. It's amazing. We're going down the He's the, the new dark mayor, path. right? He's the what now? He's the, new, he's the mayor, correct? He is the mayor. That's correct. And uh, you know, Jack can, can and I Can you tell I, our listeners real quick how that happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jack and I have known each other for a long time. Um, felt, can, felt the same way we felt. What do I do? Um, and felt the call of the Lord to, to run for mayor. And our city was one of those good city, good, similar to Ocala here, you know, just. Uh, but it was, it was sliding. Things were coming in. And he ran for mayor and won. Our church really got behind him, and we won the mayorship. Uh, the first thing that Jack did, he decided we're going to stand for civilization principles, uh, the laws of nature and nature's God. So we replaced uh, Pride Week with Fatherhood Responsibility Week. Oh, that's amazing. It was a big to-do. A lot of people turned out, a lot of, a lot of nasty stuff going on. Oh, you on. actually have opposition on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just every now and then. Yeah. But what we found out is they – they bust them in, first of all, most of them. Um, That's but, right. Uh, but it's okay. From Orlando. God loves those people, too. But we want to hold the standard up that promotes godly c- civilization. And so it, it was amazing. It was an amazing night. Uh, but from there, we began looking at our city commission seats. And it only takes, in some of these cities, 100 votes, 200 votes, you can win city commission. That's right. So we got behind vetted and got behind uh, uh, the, the church did uh, with, with a couple other churches, and we got the city commission now. Now what Jack's doing is, is uh, through the Remnant Alliance, we have, I think, 10 churches now in Polk County. We're going to try to grow that to 20, 25 churches, and they are all going to do the same thing. We're going to come to agreement on who needs to run, and we're going to go from the city commission seats all the way to the federal level. In 2024, our goal is to flip every seat. We're going to go 17-0. Uh, in 2024, and I think we can do it. When, again, you go back to the numbers, 90 million Americans, 45 million registered, 25 million to vote. That same ratio works for Polk County. That's right. Right? So That's right. that same pool of people are there, and they're activated, and they're concerned for their nation. Uh, it, it's just we, we, we tell people pivot just one click up instead of thinking about America. Think about the kingdom of God because one day all this is over. That's right. This world ends, and the only thing that's going to matter is if that person knows Christ. That's right. That's so right. if we can do this as we go out, stand firm, put on the whole armor of God, not to attack, stand firm, the Bible says, but be a witness for Christ everywhere we go in love. I believe you'll see a miracle happen. Let me tell you one other piece of that story in Corpus. So this DA resigns last Tuesday. I'm talking to David Bendett, who's one of our Remnant Alliance pastors. He's also on our board there locally. He says, Steve, i got to tell you the other side of the story. He said, this guy had the banditos. I forget how many chapters of banditos that reported to him. Wow. This is a district attorney. Wow. Now. Great, great an attorney. Individual, I don't want to say his name. Through another individual. And I've known the individual for 17 years. And I helped lead him to the Lord. He found Christ three months ago. That is the answer. That's the There's answer. the answer. That right? is it. Disrupted the whole thing. That is for the it. Lord. So that that's what we're looking for. And when that starts happening, that's awesome. our people start witnessing. And I tell you, when we start being obedient to God, God engages. That's right. God engages. We do all we can do, and then he shows up when we can't. Think about, think about the scriptures where it talks about desire, the desires of your heart. And, and, and God is searching to and fro through all the world, looking for those whose hearts are totally his, that he may greatly support them. But he waits for us to thirst for him. 
Again, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven. Then I'll hear from heaven, and I will come and heal their land. We don't have to go fix those other people. We just have to get engaged. We have to get our lives right with him and get engaged. I actually got you sidetracked on this event, so I'm going to get you to go back to this event. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, But but it's just so so many amazing stories and so so many God moments. That, that's happening um, now. Yep. And it's because I think there is a thirst uh, yep. for righteousness. Yep. There's a thirst so for God. This event uh, is called the Remnant Alliance, okay. um, uh, and we've got all the major players that are involved. Remnant Alliance is going to be there. It's an event for pastors and their staff, or maybe their chairman or their deacon or whatever, okay. but their leadership in their church. But we want to get the pastors there so they can hear the whole story uh, and then see the toolkit that we have for them so they can go back, get along with God make their commitment and then we're going to we've got a toolkit that can just plug in plug and play and it'll 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 kick right in they can become that that light in their community awesome well, what i'm going to do is i'm going to i want to i'm going to get this pushed out we're going to get this out to our email list i'm going to put this this uh, podcast with it okay and uh, we'll get this out as far as we can and, and do everything we can to uh, to help randy we really appreciate that but, um, thank you for all you do well thank you for what you do and god bless you god bless you thank too you. Yep. Worldview Truth. 